Hello, my baddies. Wow, this week ahead, there is some sunshine. There is something warm. There is something unusual in the air. What is that? Is it hope? No. Yes, it is. Wow. Okay. Yeah, there is some astrology of hope and optimism and enthusiasm in the air. And I'm going to break down all of that and more for you today. This is your Cosmic RX Radio Energy Report. Everything you need to know for the astro weather for the week ahead, as above, so below. What's happening? What does it mean? And how can you work with it to align with your highest and hottest self? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. I'm Maddie Murphy. I'm your host, your guide, your cosmic consultant, your hype woman for life. Wow. Can we just say Mercury retrograde? Be Mercury retrograding, okay? This has been, every Mercury retrograde cycle is super interesting to me to watch how it plays out in my life and then my clients and family and friends' lives and then on the larger collective. So I just want to say, it's funny, usually as we go from Libra into Scorpio season, there's a feeling of like, okay, party's over. Now it's time to get a little dark and mysterious and go within. And we are going to do that this Scorpio season, especially as we get closer to the eclipses on November 19th that kick off in the Scorpio Taurus line, first time since 2002. What up? But truly the beginning of Scorpio season, as we go from Libra to Scorpio, there's a really beautiful light energy in the air. And it's sort of easy astrology for this week, right? Okay, if you're new here, that is not what I normally say. This has been a little bit of like bumpy ride and buckle up buttercup kind of, you know, in that headspace for the, the most recent past. So I want you to really take advantage of it. And I do want to say like, you astrology, it is, it's just the weather. It's just talking about what's happening out there so we can make better, more informed decisions and understand just the natural like ebbs and flows, the phases and cycles of our life. But with that being said, like this astrology this week is really wants you to just enjoy yourself and see where you can take something off of your shoulders. Where can you enjoy just the lightness of being and seeing what this retrograde cycle, whether it was easy peasy or whether it kind of had you on your knees, what went through the ringer? Like one of those old fashioned washing like things that they used to put the clothes through the ringer. Like what was squeezed out? What is what you realize? Like, actually, that thing, I'm happy I had that confrontation so I could have clarification. I'm happy that person came back from my past to show me how much I've grown. Or I'm happy I ran up against that old cycle because this time I got to make a new decision. 
and therefore shift my goddamn quantum reality. Okay. And that's what it's all about. So I just want to say that Mercury retrograde was wild and we saw the news. I mean, everything from Facebook having record, you know, breaking outage to Snapchat was down this week. We had the Twitch hackers, Pandora papers, Facebook whistleblower. We saw literally so many things that just happened in the tech sphere. Slack went down in the beginning and a lot of, you know, miscommunications happening, a lot of little technology moments and things that were also this Mercury retrograde, you heard me talk about in the beginning of it, being the sign of Libra, it was coming back to circle up on some, how shall we say, outstanding invoices in the universe, some things that needed to be reconciled in the old books in the arc of justice. And we saw things, we saw the R. Kelly case finally, you know, get some justice for the survivors of that abuse and assault. And we saw Brittany get one step further towards hopefully some real freedom. And um, there's some other things happening, even the, I'll get into it and the astrology isn't real, but the trials of the people who were, you know, involved in the attempted insurrection at the Capitol it's been interesting. Um, so like this is sort of closing out of a loop on the larger scale and also showing us in some ways too, like the moments of clarity, what we needed to be free of, what we needed to go back, redo, revise, remember, so that way we can really go in with open eyes for the end of the year and understand too, like, okay, we're going into a whole new paradigm for 2022. And so like, we want to have our eyes wide open for that. So anything that happened in your life, I do want to honor that. Like, it's so, it's just a hard time to be a human. I'm a pretty like positive and bubbly person. I have my Sagittarius stellium and, you know, I'm the oldest child of four girls. And I feel like a lot of my life, I just like to help people see the best in things and, you know, come on, let's have fun and it's okay. You glass half full. And I just want to honor that it's good to be in that. It's good to be that and see all that. But I really want to honor how ridiculously challenging the last year and a half has been for all of us. And the fact that we're all meant to keep going every day when it feels like we get news that the world is ending or that we're still supposed to exist in this very capitalist fueled machine of working and carrying on like everything is normal when we're watching essentially this old world really like die in front of us it's just unsettling a lot of this year we're in this like in-between state in this purgatory where we're not two feet on the earth that we knew but we're not completely flying in a new stratosphere yet we're like hovering in between those and so i just wanted to take a moment before i talked about anything else to say that if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. If you're feeling that way, it's completely valid. It doesn't mean that you have to feel this way forever. And it doesn't mean that there aren't amazing things coming down the pike for you. But I just want to like our collective central nervous system has gone through it. And I'm just saying that because as Mercury was retrograde and, you know, as we end out the last few days of Mercury retrograde, we had Pluto go direct, Saturn go direct, and then Jupiter will join that party. And whenever we have planets shifting directions, 
we kind of get jostled. We can feel like old stuff coming up. We could realize and reflect, you know, on how much we've been through. So I just wanted to say, if that's coming up, it's just, I, I'm holding you. I'm holding you in my heart. I'm holding all of us in our, my heart. And I just ask for everyone to extend themselves and others a little extra grace and compassion. It's been weird out here, y'all. Okay, so let's talk about, there's so much, like, I do want us to enjoy a little bit of this feeling now, because like I said, it's going to get a little bumpy. I'm going to talk about, you know, the breakdown of the planets for this week, what we can expect. There's going to be a lot of ahas, ideas, things coming together, clarity, things falling into place, especially on Monday the 18th. So I want you to pay attention. And especially, especially for like my mutable signs. I don't normally call things out so specifically, but if you're a Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, Sun, or Rising, it's just going to feel like, oh, okay, great. Something you've been working on is going to open up and make sense. Someone's going to understand it. An opportunity is going to come to you. It's just opening up some sort of dam that was blocked. There's a new stream coming in during that time for all of us, but those placements will feel it even more so. And I just want to say, enjoy this moment of clarity because it's showing you something that you want to do to really take care of and honor your energy, your vision, your projects, your relationships. Because as we move into the Taurus Scorpio eclipses, it is going to pull out the earth from under us a little bit. And if you want to more about the eclipses. I will be doing an episode here on them. Then we also have Venus is going to be retrograde in Capricorn. And when that happens, it does tend to like rock us a little bit um, in terms of on the collective level, financial things, challenging tradition, and ask us to really level up our self-worth. And you know, we'd love doing this podcast. We'd love teaching you all the tools, but I know some of you want to go deeper. So if you want, we have uh, astro guide and moon report on our website is every month. It's like how to manifest with the moon, the rituals that you need for the new moon, full moon, the astrology of those really broken down. Also, if you're like me, I love podcasts, but I'm also very visual as a learner. So it's nice to have that written out. You could circle it in your calendar. I also do all of the important astrology dates for the month, the ones that are much more micro that I don't have time to get to here on the podcast and kind of what it means for you. And there's horoscopes in there. And then there's also just a whole guide to the season, you know, what crystals to use, what herbs to use, what are my coaching tips for the season. So it's like a book and a guide that goes even in deeper. So if you like this podcast, check it out. We have that subscription on our website. And the other announcement that I really wanted to make in terms of a tool to help you If you are feeling like, okay, this is time to really go deeper in my spiritual self-care, or I really want this to be the time where I like tap into my purpose and begin to live it, or I just want to show up and be, you know, a more me version of me as I move through this year. You know, we have our Cosmic Fit Club community. We just closed the enrollment for that, but we've had so many of you reach out and just say like, you know, I, I missed it or I couldn't get in or I was on the fence or I was waiting for to see what my budget was. We have a wait list on the website. Sign up for that. We are going to be, you know, opening it up, you know, sooner than I thought maybe because there's just been so many of you that have reached out and, you know, we're here to help you. And so like, we don't want to turn away anyone. We'd like to mindfully like bring people in 
in groups. So you have sort of a cohort of people who came in at the same time as you, but get on that wait list. If you missed out, please sign up for that. I don't want you to feel like you have to go through eclipse season, end of the year, whatever alone. So jump in there and then just check it out. We have a whole bunch of tools on our website. We have our free birth chart decoder. Um, we have courses and like self-love, lots of free like blog posts, things to explore. So if this podcast is just like the tip of the iceberg for you, go check it out there. We have an Oracle deck, notes from your higher self. Audrey and I have worked really hard of the past few years just to figure out like, okay, what does every cosmic baddie in the world who is here to dismantle systems of oppression and rebuild the new world and live in alignment with their ancestors' hopes and wildest dreams and connecting to their higher self and their inner child all at once and changing the way that we move through the world in business, healthcare, education, spirituality, what would they need? And how do two people begin to make that? (laughs) This is our you beginning attempts, go check it out there. Um, and if there's something you don't see there and you really are curious, as you guys all know, you um, baddies can always slide into my DMs. Also, I think I'm officially caught up with my DMs. I don't know what happened. They got out of chronological order. Things were getting wonky. They were getting mixed in my regular DMs. And I went back to my DMs from like December, okay? This was like a delayed Virgo season energy in me this weekend. I'm saying this because A, apologies if some of them were ridiculously tardy. And B, if you still haven't heard from me, pop that shit to the top of my inbox. Reply again. Say hi. It might have just gotten like marked as unread. I don't know. Technology is weird, but I do love connecting with you. So don't be shy. Bump that to the top, okay? I also wanted to say thank you so much, like truly from the bottom of my heart, watching all of you, you know, support us and subscribe to the affirmations or to the monthly moon guide or to the cosmic fit club. And then giving your feedback on like the changes you're making and the way you're showing up in the world and showing up as the more like confident, empowered version of you. It means so much to me. And thank you for just supporting this podcast. We are rounding, we are getting so close to 100,000 downloads and we're going to have to figure out something we're going to do for that. A party. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to like pee my pants a little and then just do a happy dance and then faint, regroup, and then we'll figure out the plan. But I just want to say thank you. Truly. Actually, this time last year, that we tried to record a podcast. And I'm just telling you this because I want you to have permission to fail the fuck up in life and know that not everything is like, you don't nail it on your first shot. Audrey and I had been talking about doing a podcast for years. And there was a part of me that was so nervous because talking to myself, then as you know, I can talk to people all day long, but something about talking to myself into a camera or a microphone, it's like I black out. And I mean, I'm like, what am I even saying right now? And so I was excited, but nervous. Also like, why would I do this? Do we also need another white woman with a spirituality podcast? Very valid questions. And it was this time last year, around 11-11, that we got the microphone equipment. We sat down. We did our first episode. And <laughs> I was like writing out for the moon guide. I did a ritual for 11-11, and it really brought me back recording that first episode. The podcast had a completely different name. The first episode, I don't even know what I was saying. I was like straight up delirious, talking out my ass. And I just remember like being so stressed. And we were just like, um, 
was that good? And we were like trying to force it a little bit. Like, that was okay, I think. Like, we could make this work. And we were trying to do it all on our own, like the editing and production of it. And we just kind of let it go. And we realized there was other things that were like more pressing for us to deal with. And we listened to the business and listened to ourselves. And I just let myself take that on the cheek of like, that was not great. That was not ready. Don't force it. It helped me learn and get so clear. And then over the next few months, as you know, then I realized like, duh, everything in our business, we always start around Aries season. It's the beginning to the astrological new year. So let's launch this in Aries season. Let's get more clear on what we're doing, what the message is. And you know what? For goddess's sake, let's hire some help and get someone who's an expert in this field, which brought us to here. And it it was a cool reflection, Mercury retrograde reflection of myself. So if you're out there and you've done something and the first version of it was a flop, congratulations. That's what it is. It's a first draft. Doesn't mean stop. It just means, okay, learn, revise, check in, listen to your intuition. What what do you want to do next? How do you want to move forward? What did it teach you? That's a little lesson in there, a little Mr. Rogers moment, but also like holy shit moment from that podcast episode where I was like literally just so nervous to now having 90,000 downloads and 90 something thousand and all of you here and amazing guests on. It's it's cool. It's been a trip and it's only because of you. So let's talk about if astrology is not real. Oh, duh. Also part of that is saying thank you for your ratings and reviews. Keep them coming, please. I'm so excited. I'll be picking my Libra season winner, announcing that here in the podcast, if it's okay with them to release their name. So I'm going to be picking that winner. I pick it on the last day of Libra season. So you have until like the 21st to get that rating in and just make sure you leave your Instagram handle in the rating so I can come find you and DM you. So let's talk about um, if astrology isn't real. What happened in the week before that just was so in alignment with astrology, with the phases, with the cycles? We could not only say, hey, y'all, astrology is real, haters, but also more importantly, understand like what these transits mean for us. As we move forward in history, it really helps us to understand what happens. And I think we're in a really unique position. I was thinking about this weekend never before has astrology been tracked in this way. A, because up until recently, to pull a chart for an event or a moment or a person took astrologers days to do. So yeah, you're not going to pull an astrology of the moment chart for every time, you know, something happens. It's a big deal. And also we're recording things. We're recording how that energy felt when Saturn square Uranus that day you know, when Jupiter was trying the sun, what happened on that day, we're recording it thanks to, you know, social media and the rise of astrologers out there. So we're kind of creating this unprecedented source text of like how astrology shows up. It's just really cool. I just wanted you to know you're all are part of history right now on this crazy times. So let's talk about what happened last week. You know, I gotta get propers where propers is due. Shout out to Kim Kardashian, I definitely have been known to make some digs. I don't not like the Kardashians. I just don't really love the impact that they left on culture in some ways in terms of, well, you know, appropriating, doing their version of, I believe it's called blackfishing. I don't really appreciate what they've done to people's body images and some of the products that they have endorsed in the past. But I do have to give props or propers as due is 
If astrology isn't real, then why during Libra season with the Libra stellium did Kim Kardashian, a true Libra archetype, being as she's most known for beauty and her impact on the beauty world and uh, dabbling in justice over the last few years, why did she go on SNL and surprise everyone and absolutely kill it? And I was like, do you have an astrologer? Because that was an amazing time for you to go on SNL. And I think that she did a great job, I thought. And you know what? So you've got you to live it up and own it. And I really don't ever want to just like put someone in a box and label them because I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. And you know what? Kim K, if you or your people are listening to this, you are fucking funny. You had comedic timing. You were self-deprecating, which I love. You also roasted like everyone in your family, which I also love. And happy Libra season, boo. You did a great job. Next up, some of the things that we saw that I thought were interesting. Someone else who was in the news this week uh, who was going through some interesting astrological transits was Dave Chappelle. If you missed the story, you can look it up. But basically, Netflix put out a special of his where he really spent the large part. I haven't watched it, but what I'm hearing, the large part of the special dedicated to some real turf ideology and speaking poorly about gay people, trans people, trans people of color. And it's just like, why, dude? You know, I think Dave Chappelle is a really funny, talented comedian, and his chart speaks to that. But it was really interesting. I was like, and whenever someone's in the news, I have to look up their chart. And, you know, he is a Virgo, the Virgo rising. So he is Mercury ruled, and his Mercury is in Leo, which is definitely the sign of a showman who, you know, loves drama for drama's sake, to be the provocateur, to kind of stir up things um, in the shadow element of that. And this is all I kept laughing about is because I just kept seeing in the news and in you know, every little like podcast I was listening to. They're like, yeah, Dave Chappelle says he's canceled. He's canceled. Like making this whole big show of him being canceled. But I'm like, dude, you have a Netflix special, like a four part deal and you're doing fine. Like, listen, I think there are harmful aspects to cancel culture a hundred percent. But do I also think it's funny, like your idea of being canceled is very different than other people's. And I know he's I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. And him doubling down on that can really speak to, you know, he has Venus conjunct Pluto in his chart. So he kind of has a fearless energy of going there, especially how he makes money and how he moves through the world. Pluto is the first planet in his chart. So um, he can go there. I think that's why his humor has always been great. He, you know, kind of towed that line he made us look at some funny things in the early 2000s when he came out. It can also take on like a self-destructive quality. And uh, Mercury retrograde was hitting his Uranus, which is sort of like a shock moment, a reveal. Just his North Node's in Capricorn in his fourth house, which means that he had a lot of success early in life. And his trajectory is changing. And my hope would just be that he takes that North Node in Capricorn and lives it out in the highest octave and doesn't live out in the shadow octave of Capricorn, which can be like a restrictive attachment to tradition or outdated beliefs, patriarchal constructs, and all of that toxic masculinity. So it was interesting looking at his chart um, made me think. And I just, you know, I listened to a podcast that was saying that Netflix is getting a lot of heat for airing this, but then someone who was actually from the trans community, 
said, like, you know, it's hard to say this, but maybe it was good that this was released because it just got a lot of good conversations going. I don't know. I'm not going to make a statement on whether or not I think Netflix was in the right. I just think oh, so, it's so complicated, but I will say that speaks to the Venus-Pluto conjunction in the chart of like making people uncomfortable and going there and being in the shadow energy of things, leaning all in and making art through that way, which is very Venus, to get conversations going. Do I think that was Dave Chappelle's intention behind doing it? No. Is it something we can take away from it? Yes. So we also saw Saturn station direct this week. Saturn's been retrograde since the end of April. We know Saturn is squaring Uranus all of this year, which is showing a lot of growing pains in our society as the new clashes with the old. And one of the things that I talked about in my 2021 webinar was Saturn square Uranus was going to manifest in record-breaking amount of labor strikes and, you know, laborers gathering together to demand fair wages, living conditions, you know, healthcare, just basic human things that we should have for working hard for demand. And the day Saturn Station Direct, I saw like a uh, article come out about asking like, is the US on unofficial labor strike? I saw Kellogg is striking, John Deere is striking, Kaiser Permanente health workers striking, lots of labor unrest and waves and waves of that coming. And that's happening. And you know what? I stand by. I support the laborers of the United States. Like, hello, they're the ones who are making, who are building everything. And it's just time to remember that there's humans in the human resource component. And I know on October 15th, the day this comes out, there's a national strike to show your company and our country that we stand with workers. If you're able to donate money that day, there are funds out there that can help cover the loss of wages of people who are striking, but don't get that PTO. So that was very uh, Saturn going direct, seeing that there was also strikes in Italy over vaccine passports. Saturn and Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus has us holding very closely to our beliefs, you know, in our ideologies. And so we saw that in Italy. We also saw Kyrie Irving was in the news, who's actually going through his Saturn return. So he has Saturn in Aquarius and on the day of the direct station, yeah, he said that you know he was in the limelight for resisting and kind of protesting mandatory medical interventions and holding strong to his beliefs, which deeply affects his Saturn, his work, his public image. I just thought that was very interesting. Again, if astrology isn't real, then why? You know, there's just a lot of things that are setting the stage. I'm very curious. We have a few days left of Mercury in Libra retrograde, I think we're going to see things that we got glimpses of in the beginning of the halfway point of Mercury retrograde are going to be brought out in an even bigger way. I think we have more to hear about those Pandora papers or how deep some of that goes, something at Facebook. I think these trials about the Capitol rioters are going to be, you know, something big is going to be revealed about that. So I would say stay tuned for that. Expect that just some of the things that we can think about as we move forward. I just want to put it out there. Water is a big theme for 2022. As we move into Jupiter and Pisces, there's going to be a new wave of everything, of spirituality, of you know, creativity. We're entering a pop culture revolution, a way of consuming entertainment, a new way of how we look at celebrity. There's going to be a lot going on, but actual Jupiter and Pisces affects literal water too. 
So that's like flooding. Again, we need to pay attention to climate change. If you live in a flood zone, thinking about how you can protect yourself from that, you making sure I got all of like my plumbing in my house looked at this weekend because I had a pipe burst this year. Give me a sneak peek of Jupiter and Pisces, but also like water as a basic human need. And we saw in Michigan and Benton Harbor this week come out that like their water has higher levels of lead than their neighbor in Flint. So activism and, you know, again, the Saturn's where you're on is pushing up against the old way, these lead pipes and these, you know, the government and people who are just ignoring this and telling people to drink out a bottle of water for the rest of their life. Like that's not okay. So just thinking about if this is something I had talked about, you know, where you have Libra in your chart. If you have Libra in the 12th house, that's very Piscean. So you might think about like getting involved in activism to advocate for anything from protecting the oceans to access for free, clean, healthy water for people. Just things to think about. My favorite, if astrology isn't real moment, I'll end on something a little bit more positive, a little happy, was Adele, who is a Taurus, release the date of her album that's called 30 is going to drop November 19th, which is the beginning of the Taurus Scorpio eclipses. And in her release, she referenced her album as her ride or die. It got her through so much. It was her friend. It was her companion and Scorpio energy. I always say is ride or die energy. So I love that they're in this pairing, this Taurus Scorpio relationship that she's really seen on November 19th, the date of this. And she even references her Saturn return, that this album was her ride or die that got her through that. And it was just cool. It was a very fun moment. And we're going to see more of that, especially as Jupiter moves into Pisces next year, more astrology, more spirituality, mainstream in entertainment, in business, maybe even in government advisors as we move on to this next chapter. So I thought that was really fun. And shout out to Adele, who is just amazing. I think uh, her music has brought me to some weird places in my consciousness that I'm really grateful for. Okay, so who wants to talk about the moon, shall we? Let's get into the moon report for the week ahead. This is your emotional weather. This is how you understand your inner world. So Friday, the day this comes out, the moon is in Aquarius. Um, When the moon's in Aquarius, we may feel detached. So this is a great day to look at things critically, to kind of be the observer of your own life and your emotions. This is not a great day to try and have like an emotional connection with someone. (laughs) or to like flex your empathy muscle. Moon Aquarius days is a great day to be social, hang out with friends, your community, let yourself be a little popular, go out and trust that whatever makes you awkward is also what makes you awesome. Moon in Pisces days, Saturday and Sunday. So moon in Pisces weekend, this is a great time to be dreamy, to be creative, connect into some inner child healing, bust out some finger paints, Take long, delicious naps, you know, do some psychic intuitive work, bust out your pendulums, your cards, your crystals. This is not a great time to make like big decisions. You might not be seeing things that clearly. You're not going to feel super focused. This is not like the weekend to try to, I don't know, organize all of your taxes from the past few years. This is like wide open space. You want to allow yourself to daydream, get lost. But also look out for if there's anywhere where you're like avoiding reality. Don't avoid reality. It's still here. We still live in reality. But you can create some fun, imaginative playtime within reality. 
Monday, Tuesday into Wednesday, we are gearing up for the full moon in Aries. So I'm going to talk about that more with our planetary planning, but Aries moon days, we're feeling assertive. You may be feeling confident. You may be feeling like taking no guff, as my dad would say, taking no bullshit. It's time to like maybe assert yourself in a way, stand up for yourself. And remember you, take time for you, check in with yourself those days and you might just feel motivated, especially we're going to be having, you know, Mercury and Jupiter going direct during those times and Aries moon. It's just like, woo, go, go, go. Like, you know, what was that fast and furious? They would press that like Nas button. That would, I don't even nitrous. I don't know what it was called, but it's that it's turbo boost, turbo charge forward. And then the full moon is exact on Wednesday at 10 56 AM Eastern standard time. And then the moon goes into Taurus at around four o'clock on Wednesday, East Coast time. That goes through Thursday, moon in Taurus. Let's ground, let's integrate, let's get into your body. You know, what was that clarity? What are you moving forward with? Moon in Taurus is like, let's take a few practical steps in that direction. Let's lay down some foundation, but let's also be in the body because sometimes we can get really excited and that can lead to an anxious feeling because we're just all over the place. So moon and Taurus, great days to be in the body, you know, stretching, being in nature, putting your bare foot in the earth, get a massage, uh, do some foam rolling, make yourself a really like heady, delicious meal of like yummy local veggies. Be in the body, okay? But moon and Taurus, you want to look out for being stubborn those days, being fixed, thinking that you know the exact and only right way through, especially whatever's being revealed to you in that full moon with Mercury and Jupiter going direct may challenge your idea of what you thought was the best way. So just ask yourself, do you want to be right or do you want to feel good? Because maybe the thing we thought was right is being released. So just acknowledging that, okay, it's cool. This is why we integrate. This is why we get into embodiment so we can be present to our intuition. If we're all over the place, if we're scattered, we're going to miss the message. We're missing the mailman, all right? If you want to be home and ready to receive the package, the message, get in your damn body. All right, so that's your moon report. That's your emotional weather. That's how you pay attention and take care of yourself during those transits. Now let's talk about the planetary planning. What is happening out there? What is the flavor of this week? What's the energetic chapter we're moving into? And how the F do you work with it? Okay, so the big, if you're new here, I focus on like one, maybe two transits of the week so that way we're not overwhelmed. Again, if you want that nitty gritty, if you want that day to day celestial action, check out our moon guide on our website, the subscription. It gives you everything you need to know. First and foremost, like I said, the big planetary movement of the week is the full moon in Aries, okay? And then leading up into that, we're going to feel all of this direct energy. Last week, we had Pluto and Saturn go direct. Then we have now on the 18th, Mercury stations direct, and so does Jupiter. There's a shifting. It's not instant that you feel it, but there is like a clicking into place, okay? Like a combination on a safe that click. When you hear that snap, it's like, okay, the day the planets change direction, there can be like an instant aha. You might not feel ready to do something with it or take action on it yet. That's fine. But that click, pay attention to where you feel that. We also wanted to circle on October 15th, the day this comes out, 
Jupiter is making a perfect trine to the sun, super sublime aspect associated with great happiness. Look for where you have Libra, Aquarius in your chart. Feel the blessings there. Feel into that. Let yourself, um, you know, just want to give you that because again, it's like there's lots of like sunlight coming through. I remember a few years ago, I went to a friend of mine was opening a, a business in Montauk and it had been a space that was owned by a consignment shop for like years and years before that. And it was just covered, like every inch of it was covered with things. And I was like, this is a cool space. It's okay. It's nice. And then they went in and they spent did the work and they cleared and they cleared and they cleared out everything. And there was like windows were boarded up. Every inch of this place was covered in old things. And when they cleared it all out, I walked into the space and I was like, oh my God, it's so open. I can breathe in here. I see the potential. And like the windows are huge, floor to ceiling windows overlooking the water. What? Direct sunlight? What? And it was just like a whole new space I was in. And that's how we're feeling leading up to this full moon in Aries. We're in a whole new space because we've hopefully done the work, cleared out some stuff, put in some, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, tore down some structures. And now we have this like big new blank canvas, but with lots and lots of light and hope and potential. Then we go into on October 20th, 10, 57, 58 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the full moon goes exact in 27 degrees Aries. And because Aries is the eye energy, and um, that's what the moon is in, and the sun is in Libra, we know full moons are always the balancing and the explosion of two like seemingly opposite energies, but that share a common denominator. They share a thread between them. The themes of this full moon in Aries like I was saying, opposite energy. Libra is we, Aries is me. As reductive and simple as it could be in astrology, that's what it boils down to. So there's a balancing of the me and the we, and some of the themes and things that that are being activated for you right now are like a renewed sense of independence, a connection to inner fire, an initiation into a new chapter, freedom, new frontiers, being true to yourself, taking the big leap, and like connecting into a new, like an emotional chapter, like I was saying, that really is about you and putting what you want to do first, going after your desires, your dreams, connected to your drive. Okay, I'm trying to talk about full moon and areas here, and there's a plane like hovering over my house. What is happening? This is it, this big leap, the power of all that stuff I talked about, the drive, the desire, and this full moon and areas. It's like you're on a precipice, okay? You have this big, open, new clarity I talked about, and you're seeing things really clearly. And the full moon is like, do you want to jump and let go of the familiar and wildly leap over the edge? Or do you want to stay here where it's comfortable, go back to the campground in the safe but underwhelmingly boring or tired landscape of what you know? Obviously, you know my advice is going to be to jump, to leap, baby leap. And Aries is like the big risk taker, the jumper. There's boldness to Aries. But Libra is also asking us to be balanced, to be measured, to be neutral, to weigh all the options. And there's like a cool clarity that comes with these two energies. And again, Libra is like, my relationships are so important. What are the quality of my relationships? How are they feeling? But maybe what do I need to do for myself? 
Aries eye that will bring back more alignment, bring back more wholeness, more peace to my relationships. Okay. And some of the astrology of this full moon, you know, the sun is forming an alignment with Mars and is square to Pluto. So there is going to be that pressure to go and do. And Mars is like, let's effing go. And Pluto's like, let's transform. But it also might be some like self-doubt, things coming up in the consciousness. And just all you have to say is I am ready. You know, I am courageous. My passion fuels my action. I was born for this. Full moons are about a lot of things and they are about release. Yes. But it's more about like taking action on something, do something, make that shift. Aries is go. Any Aries, you know, I've talked about it. When I go to an Aries in my life with a complaint or I'm upset, they don't just like sit there and be like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, let's process that. They're like, what can we do? Let's get on the phone. Let's get on the computer. Let's make a plan. Aries wants to go do, okay? So don't let up the gas on the thing. The download that comes through, maybe around the time that Mercury stations direct, use the full moon heat to go. Shoot that shot. Make it happen. It doesn't have to be fully fleshed out. We don't have to understand all the steps right now, but do it. Like while the energy, the cosmic energy is on your side, go and pay attention to any new revelations you have, particularly around yourself, your leadership skills, your relationship, your ability to take charge, what lights you up, what fuels your vitality, like using that Libra energy to help you walk in your truth and your beauty, but doing it in that Aries, like bold, brave, determined, resourceful way. I love that. So you can look back. Every full moon is the completion of the harvest of the past six months. There's something that's coming full bloom that's ripe, that's ready. So look back to where you were April 11th of this year, 2021, to maybe understand where you're being called to take action, what has come full bloom, what is ready to be plucked from the vine. Looking at all of that, if you want like a full ritual of how to work with this, I would say go to our moon guide on our website. I do a full ritual. I tell you where it's affecting your chart. There's like card spreads you can do in there. It's great if you're someone who loves ritual. And of course, if you want to gather in person with us or quote unquote in person virtually for live ceremonies, sign up for the wait list for the Cosmic Fit Club. This is like just a little taste. This is the tip of the iceberg of how transformative, especially this moon work can be. And I just want to tell you like the message from this moon, the moon tapped me on the shoulder and like just wanted me to remind you the full moon in Aries and everything we've been going through and everything this Mercury retrograde has been leading up to is asking you like to thine own self be true. Okay. Step into your power. Let it, this moon illuminate what that is. Let it remove anything that's been like keeping you blocked from that and let the fullness of your own self bring that beauty, bring that balance, bring that harmony to bless all of your relationships. A gift to your relationships is to honor yourself fully. And that's where I'm going to leave you. Happy full moon blessings. Tag us in your posts at the Cosmic RX. You can go there for more tips and tools on Instagram. Come find me, my personal Instagram at I am Addie Murphy. My DMs, I believe, are caught up. Slide my DMs. Let me know how the full moon's treating you. Let me know the if astrology isn't real moments that you see. And until then, just sprinkling little stardust all over you, and I'll see you next week.
Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.